Uh, art history, who cares? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I can sometimes, maybe a little bit. Um, I'm going to start this off. Sure. Because I was the one who introduced the topic. You're very opinionated about it. Well, I guess. Well, you're opinionated about everything. I guess we, we both, both are. are. Yeah. I know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're doing this, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to start it off because I'm excited about it and because I, yeah, I had the idea for it, I guess, and this was like, yeah, explaining, explaining it would be cool if I could actually get to the point where I do that, that'd be, that'd be nice. Uh, so this kind of gets rooted back to uh, university for me because I started, so quick recap as to how my whole thing went, I started really thinking about art when I was doing graffiti, so it was after high school, where I started to realize, like, this is, like, artistic a little bit, and start making abstract paintings right before I went into university, into the art program. I started making abstracts without even knowing what they were. So my, like, I was doing graffiti before I knew what graffiti was, too. So, like, my visual art uh, beginnings were very uninformed, very ignorant, innocent, um uninspired by other things, I would say, consciously. It wasn't like a lot of taught stuff. Like, despite what I had in high school, I wasn't doing that kind of stuff. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing still lifes and grid portraits. You know, I didn't even know what an abstract painting was, and I was doing abstract paintings, like, right after I stopped doing illegal graffiti. Um, and I was in high school playing around with letters before I knew what graffiti was. So I feel like that's kind of a trend that, that happened until university. And then in order like, to do a BFA, a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree, I had to take some art history. And uh, I was at the same time, like right before then, already making some work. And I just didn't care about... I felt like the stuff I was learning about, I didn't understand why I was learning about it. When it was like general art history, like 101 type stuff, where I just looked at slides. It wasn't helping me create the work I was doing. I didn't understand the purpose in knowing what these other people did because I was making work based off of my personal experiences and the things that I was um, processing throughout the day and the week and the month and the year. So that's kind of where this started for me where I was like, who, who cares? Like, really? Like, this isn't helping me. It's not doing it. I can't, I'm not getting anything from learning about our history. So that's, that's I don't know. I don't know if you want to jump See, from there. Well, or... yeah, I guess because it sort of surprises me and probably you did get more out of it than you thought unless you were being sort of consciously like stubborn about it. But I mean, just by watching and, and at least my history 101, I'm going to call it. It's not what it was called, but I mean, yeah. um, just like a general sort of overview for me was like, oh, okay. And like sort of the different... I mean, I guess, like, I, I like researching anyway, so I yeah. guess I like that aspect of it. But also, it was sort of like, there was a reason that something was a plain blue field painting. Like, all of a sudden, I got, like, a deeper appreciation for things that I didn't know before. And I guess that's one of the things that education does for us, right? We yeah. get a better impression, or, I mean, um, understanding the for things that didn't really make sense before yeah or at least we try and unpack that and make sense out of the world so i don't know for me it was inspiring the part that i didn't like and is when then i got creating i wasn't trying to emulate this person this person yeah. or that person but then when i'd finish a project then a professor would come up and go oh have you seen you know mary kelly because that's just and i was like oh frick and that just kept happening all the time. And so then I learned and learned to accept it and that kind of thing. But it's like uh, everything, everybody's done before. And that's where art history, it wasn't frustrating for sure. It wasn't frustrating. I don't mean that, but it was, it was, uh, I guess it was frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Because everything that I was trying to do, all of a sudden, it, even though it was original to me, it wasn't original. And it kind of... Um, it kind of took some wind out of my sails, like, a few times, you know? Yeah. And so it was almost like, why does everything that we have to do need to be compared to something that's been done before? Yeah. Um, and so that's where it got frustrating for me. But um, 
it, things like Warhol that I I was almost like stubbornly not gonna like him just because everybody does and yeah. that's my shtick. Um, but then when I got to know what he was doing and find all those the little um, the little things that you don't really understand, right? Just by looking at a Campbell soup thing, you don't you don't understand that context without the history of it and without yeah. learning why that happened and and how it happened and then by knowing that you can take that and by you I just mean whoever can take that idea um, and, or the unidea really and use that in your art so I think sometimes it's art history can be for me a bit stifling and then other times it's it really helps explain what's going on so for me just like as a visual audience I enjoy knowing what's going on and, and what's happening and that kind of thing. And then other times it's just um, interesting. Huh, I, th I had three when I started. Now I only have two. I don't know where the other one went. <laughs> but I guess I guess I, oh, I either go from being frustrated or inspired. Yeah. Meh. I guess that's what I basically want to say. Okay. You said a whole bunch there. No, no. You said like a whole bunch that I was like, oh man, when do I, oh, do I cut sorry. in right now? No, yeah. it's not bad. As long as I just remember to, you mentioned the originality thing, which we need to get back to. Yeah. And referencing is another key word that I want to get back to, mm -hmm. um, which is, they're kind of tied together. But I guess one thing I wanted to say, or there's two things, and one was what are you looking at and then, or who are you looking at? And then the, the whole thing about the, the context of like your art history class at the U of L versus my introductory art history class at the U of S could have been vastly different experiences too. Uh, my professor was a great professor. I, or like I remember her being really enthusiastic and stuff, but the format of my class had a problem. Like I had a problem with that too. It was three hours of sitting in a dark room watching slides from 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. Yeah. It also coincidentally was my busiest day I, I had three classes that day, and my first class started at 8.30 in the morning. So it was like 8.30 until, I don't even remember, I think it was only a one-hour class. And then I had like an hour and a half or two-hour class sometime in the afternoon, and then I had 7 till 10 p.m. So it was just like, it was my longest day by far. I was on campus all day. I fell asleep in that class probably 80% of the time. It was a small lecture hall. There's like 100 people in there packed. And it was just like, I sat at the back, and like, we're in the dark, like I said, watching slides. And it just, I couldn't get into it. I didn't feel engaged, despite my professor's enthusiasm. It was a lot of looking at this and looking at that and not a lot of um, discussion, not a lot of like, what do you think? Why is this important? Like, what are, like, it was just a, it was just a ton of information. Well, that's, it was like, that's kind of what, um, like, art history, the first class of art history is, right? I mean, yeah. mine was like that too, except I think I was in a, room with like 300 people so there was absolutely no discussion yeah like you say to be had it was basically i forget how long we had but in the dark looking at slides basically with some explanation between so i had very similar experience yeah. as you did um but you they kind of have to do that with art history like the first one right and then i guess you know you, you kind of just get this like um like just a smash mouth kind of bit of information and then you can it's sort of like everything sort of like foundations for art right you just get this like smack of a whole bunch of little bits that then you can take and make sense later in your other classes and I think that's how art history is too it's like this smash of like everything you know just like bam 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 and just giving you all these and then for other ones and you could take okay postmodern history or you know, yeah. um, so so I, I I know exactly what you're saying for the first one and how it just sort of was kind of a monotonous, not gauging sort of. What about your other art history classes, though? Yeah, so that's what I was going to lead to is that that eventually I got to some more spe specified areas of art history, and the class sizes were immensely smaller, like sometimes 15, 20 students in like a like high school classrooms are bigger than some of the rooms we were in. Uh, but it was good. Like, like it was mm -hmm. just like, it, like postmodernism. That I remember being in that, like, yeah. I don't remember, there was another class, I don't remember what I took, and it ended up being the same instructor I had for my intro to art history. But like those classes just got, that was just, I, had, I took a documentary class, I took postmodernism, 
and I don't remember the other one that I took that was a specific art history that ended up having that other professor in it. So uh, I remember being interested in postmodernism. I remember that I started to get things out of it. Um, and the documentary class was cool. I mean, we just kind of sat around and watched movies a lot. And like, um, I had, and I had to make my own like documentary, but it was not like we had class time for that. But we watched things, we had some discussion. Uh, it wasn't like super enlightening, but it was definitely interesting and not boring. Um, or usually not. I don't know, so yeah, the more specified my classes got, the, the more interested I became. Like I said, the postmodern, postmodernism one really stood out to me. Um, and I kind of want to revisit that in a way, but I mean, I understood it to a degree as, as, as much as you can understand postmodernism. Like I understood some things and I liked having reference points of yeah. like, oh, this is why this thing, or like there's at the time, like, man, I don't know what year that was, but I think Lady Gaga was just beginning her career. Uh, her debut album came out sometime around then possibly. And I didn't like Lady Gaga back then whatsoever, but I remember, like, later on when I did get into Lady Gaga, I was like, oh, I remember now in my postmodernism class, we mm -hmm. talked about the Dada movement and stuff, mm -hmm. and how, like, that's how she got her name, and she, and, like, and that, that name being a philosophy for her and her music, and, like, No, her... she got the name from the song. There's a song, um... Something Gaga. What's the song? It's da 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 something Gaga. And that's where she got the name. Her her manager or guy she was with or something gave her that name, and it was after the song. I don't know. We talked about okay. we talked about how the fact that she was following this Dada movement and yeah. having a name like Gaga, meaning that same thing. I'm like, this is just nonsensical. This is nonsensical art that still has a purpose and function, and it seemed to perfectly fit with like her what she was expressing. Mm -hmm. completely like stripping things down to that whole infant aspect of just like creating and whatever and, and like set being nonsensical in a way um i don't know that's what they talked about and then I, i'm like that completely made sense for what i was getting out of her music at times too mm -hmm. um but yeah so the, yeah when i did get more specified the, the, the art history things started to matter a little more but it didn't really it didn't really key in until I don't remember which class it was. It was during art history class, and I had that same instructor, and then I had to do, like, a report or something. Like, I had to have, like, a presentation that I had to give on a specific artist, which sounds very high school, but I didn't know. I was like, I don't even know who. Like, that's the thing. Like, there was no specific figure in art history that appealed to me or that I knew anything about that I was like, oh, yeah, this person. Like, sure, I'll do some of that. Like, just nothing really stood out to me. Um, and it was her suggestion that I do Pollock. I don't remember why. Maybe it was because we talked about some of my work or something. And that is what really changed things with our history for me a bit. Um, I want to interrupt that thought for a second because the other thing that I really, really, really disliked, uh, which similar to your thing in a way, was during classes, like during art classes, not art history, like studio classes. Critique. Yeah, well, when we had critiques during our studio classes, it was a professor that kept asking me, who are you looking at? Who are, not me. He asked everybody, who are you looking at? And that pissed me off every single time. Which I think we brought up in another podcast. I don't remember which one. <laughs> but but this is a slightly different context. Was that I was like, I'm not looking at anyone, dude. Like, I'm looking at everyone and not looking at anyone. Like, I read art magazines from time to time. I am not being directly influenced by those. Not even subconsciously sometimes. I like, talk, I like reading about process. But I'm not looking at anyone and incorporating that into my work visually. I'm not studying anyone. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, I'm like, what I'm doing right now is so what I thought original to me at the time. Like, it, I wasn't looking and then and then taking it into me and then expressing that in my own way even. Yeah. It was just like, I didn't even know what I was doing. I was mm -hmm. just doing it. Yeah. So it was just whatever came natural to me. Obviously, we have all these influences from everywhere, which I think we're going to talk about when we talk about originality and stuff. But that question always upset me, and that ties into the whole art history thing, because I was like, I'm not looking at anyone. And I can still make stuff without having to, people have to go and research, and people have to do this and do that, and then very, very um, systematically, like, put, put, like, this book report into a painting or something, and I was like, that's stupid. 
so you talked before about you didn't say the word contrarian but like rebelling or something mm-hmm. against stuff and I, I feel like it's really natural for me to be or you said stubborn it's really natural for me to be a contrarian uh, a lot of the time and sometimes I don't do it on purpose but it, this is one of those instances where I was like, I don't, I don't want to be that, so I'm glad I'm not that. Mm-hmm. So I would revel in the fact that I wasn't like that at all. I didn't have to be that. Way. Why do you think that it upset you so much that it was bring, being brought up that you were looking at someone because you wanted, because you were tied to the idea of originality? I think because this, postmodern teaches us there is no original, right? Yeah, but it doesn't mean that I agree with that either. Which I'm sure we'll get to, but but I, like he asked that of everyone, and we had I don't know how many people in our it was the senior studio class uh, for painting, and like I really like that professor I still really like him but like you'd ask that of everyone and so many people actually had an answer, and I was just like who are you like why are you looking at it like why do you have to be following in someone else's footsteps and do like I, I just didn't understand it I liked not being a part of that. Like, it didn't, it, my, whatever I was doing came natural to me. It wasn't because I'm like, oh, I want to be different and I want to, once I saw the fact that I was different in that way, I liked it. So it always upset me because I, I, it upset me because I looked weird when I felt like everyone else is, like, doing something stupid. I was like, why am I the odd one out that looks weird for not knowing how to answer this question? It, it like, makes me look stupid when I can't answer you because I'm like, I... I'm not, I'm, I don't know, like, how do you, like, even when I knew the question was coming, I, like, didn't, I don't remember how I answered, because I wasn't looking at anything. Did he then give you people to look at? Uh, sometimes, yes, and I don't think I did, over half the time, I probably never looked them up. Um, and it wasn't because I'm like, oh, I want to be a purist, I want to keep my, no, I was like, I don't, I just don't care right now, dude. Like, I, I didn't. But it might have, do you think that it might have, by looking at the history or the past work of others, that it would have actually enhanced your practice. So this is where it ties, it, I'll jump back into art history again, when I had that one professor, I don't remember the class, where she asked me to do this report, and I was like, I don't even know, and then, because this was around the same time that I was doing my, right before I started doing my BFA exhibit, so it was this senior painting class where he keeps asking everybody, well, who are you looking at, and then I was taking another art history class, and I had to do this thing, and she chose Pollock for me, or she suggested Pollock. I was like, hey, whatever, I'll just do it. And then I researched Pollock, and then I, it's really hard for me to write essays or do any of that because there's research involved, and I, that's just not the way that I learn, or the way I, I just, I don't get interested in doing research like that, uh, very formal research. So, but I did, I did do some, and then I came across Clement Greenberg's thoughts on Pollock, yeah. More so than Pollock's own words or, you know, watching videos of him and stuff like that. It was more of the critics talking about his process that I got wrapped into. And that was one of the most valuable things, I think, for my art practice that I can point to. Like, that's one of the most valuable things, other than general things like experiment, don't be bound to rules, like, those type of things. Like, uh, But this was a very specific thing where... It, it did change my art practice completely um, because I didn't have a, a, a direction for a long time. I was just, what I'm, I'm expressing me and that's it. So, so what was it in that that... This whole notion of Pollock and, and the, paint, the finished product being evidence of art. That was the whole thing. So, and it, it like, informed my thesis, based, my thesis statement basically for my exhibition. It was like... This is evidence of the, the the action was the most important thing. The process was the most important thing because that is where I actually laid down my soul for that moment. You're just seeing the evidence of what happened. Um, and then that tied into music and writing and, and everything uh, with the visual art pieces. But that, like I started to collect evidence through photographs of stuff in the studio. I, that's when I really saw the beauty in in things like even just pictures of sometimes like hands or whatever of like paint and like really this is the evidence of this moment that that sometimes I wasn't even there for that moment and just to see that evidence of someone else's moment was really inspiring so this whole thing of like evidence of art um, the process being like the most important thing but not in the way like Chuck Close would talk about process this was more of like 
I am feeling right now and I am expressing and this is like that's abstract expressionism right like it was like this is so intense this is and that's how I felt about my stuff I was like in some of those moments when I was creating like my first three or four well like two or three abstracts before I even got into university they were some of the most intense feelings I was feeling at that point in time and I fit them onto an 18 by 24 masonite board and I just like had an intense 10 or 15 minutes and I still remember vividly those pieces. Sometimes even I remember what I was listening to. I remember the materials. I remember working out of the trunk of my car. Like, I feel like it was the, sometimes that's like the purest work that I had done in a way. Um, because it didn't have this academic influence. It didn't have, or history behind it. It didn't have, I, it, it was innocent and ignorant in a way that I found beautiful because I didn't know what I was doing and I was just doing it. Mm -hmm. um, however, that, like this whole thing with, with, this art history class and then Pollock and doing the research and having to not write an essay but create a presentation um, it, it was invaluable and that was the first time where I was like okay now I understand like I, when we were discussing this talking about the topic at all uh, in Mars I said like this thing goes back and forth with me between original thought and then standing on the shoulder of giants Mm -hmm. And I definitely don't like the idea of being like standing on the shoulder of giants and like acknowledging that there's all this history and I'm coming from this school uh, and I don't like that because then I feel like it devalues me and the thoughts and feelings I'm having and what I'm producing. With the Pollock thing, like, I, my work doesn't look anything like his and my feelings certainly, like, I think some things that we thought were important align mm -hmm. by coincidence. Like, that's why I ended up, like, it was, I didn't, you know, it wasn't that I got into Pollock and then later I was, like, processing that into my own work and then that's how I started feeling that way. I felt that way already. And like you said, you were making work that sometimes was like, oh, someone's done this before. And it's like, the things that I think I valued were some of the same things he valued and I found that out later. So, um... But by learning about him, I was able to understand myself better. I think that is sometimes how art history can be super important. And also, the referencing. So this is something, there was a key word from before that I, I knew I wanted to get back to, is that I already had the importance of like, I want to reference poetry in my visual art. I want to reference music in my visual art. I never thought about referencing visual art in my visual art. I never thought about, like, you know what I mean? Like, building off of these important artists, these important people, um, whether it be, like, Duchamp or, like, conceptual art. Like, playing with someone else's idea and then creating your own piece that's either... Maybe you're critiquing their art. Maybe you're, whatever, social commentary based off of someone else's social commentary. Like, it gets really meta and there's layers to it and that's fun to play with. But you can't do that unless you understand it. You can't do that without the knowledge. And that's why, like... I just didn't, like, at the time, like, I was referencing music all the time, and poetry, and, and books, and movies sometimes, and I was like, oh, this is like a little nugget that if someone knows that line of that song, they'll understand the piece better. I just never did it with visual stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I started to, because I understood, like, in that postmodernism class, I was like, I understand how I can build on this idea now. Like, now that I understand conceptual art, <clears throat> that was a yeah. big thing for me, too. I was like, conceptual art is the bees knees like like I didn't even know what it was and then all of a sudden I was like hell yeah like that yeah. that is so beautiful and wonderful and like cheeky and stuff too I was like this is great um so that's when I finally got the importance and I'm still really torn sometimes about this whole subject but but that it took me that to get to where I can even appreciate it at all well you certainly don't need art history to be a good artist like, you certainly, there's, you know, um, a lot of artists out there that have never taken any art history or might not even have access to art history, although now you have access to art history kind of everywhere. It's kind yeah. of easy well, to get that. But, that, that. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of artists out there who don't have any art history, so it's not like you need art history to be a good artist. But I think that, I know for me, it absolutely helped my practice, if not sometimes just to give permission, right? So yes, it was frustrating when I would do something that had already been done and I thought was such a great original idea. That was frustrating. But also then there were other things that were like, 
that I, I learned that someone else did that gave me permission to kind of, you know, play around with things more than I might have. Um, and, or even recognize something was art that might not necessarily be. And for me, I think it was a conceptual art too, having something that, um, recognizing that it was art, what, what you're doing. So conceptual, learning about conceptual art was a big thing for me too. Um, and I think that's more because it was being open to what art was. Yeah. And um, so I don't know. And I think some of my favorite professors, um, they sort of gave art history. I mean, obviously there were the art history classes, but then a lot of artists, like in, or I mean professors in the studio arts class, there was ways that they sort of integrated um, the art history or referenced what you were doing. Or some of the things I liked is when they would do it almost the opposite way. Like, hey, you're doing this just like this person, instead of it being you're, you're just doing something that's being that's already been done. Yeah. It was more like this person's doing interesting stuff and now you are too. Um, so anyway, I, um, I, I, I'm for art, art history. Absolutely. When we ask yeah. art history, it doesn't matter. I'm like, absolutely it does. And, um, I enjoy it. And I think anyone that can take it should and can read books should read books. Um, but you don't need art history to be a great artist. You don't need to reference other people or be looking at other people in order to be a great artist. Um, so it's one doesn't, you know, in order to become a great artist, one must well, take all the art yeah. history and, and do that. That's it's not necessary. But if you, to me, it's it's so much richer for me for having. Yeah, the possibilities there. It can be, like you said, it can enrich whatever and. The two things that I want to kind of go from what things you said, and, and one was like, yeah, it can't. You can be insular, like you you can just be isolated because because it's this form of expression. It's the same as like maybe it's not the same. I mean, like I was thinking of like being a writer, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's yeah. I mean, you would just write your own thoughts and your natural style of what writing would be like. I think without being too influenced directly by certain authors or something. Maybe that's a bad example, but. I mean, art is way more versatile than writing. Art has so many different mediums and, and whatever else that you can make, if you're talking about visual art even by itself. But, like, it can be this insular thing where you don't need other outside influences that come from the visual art world. Um, if you're just expressing and that's all you're doing and you're whatever natural way is to you. Um, and I think of, like, graffiti and stuff because... It was like a raw act that I wasn't even thinking of as art for a while, and then it became that for me. And I started with learning local history before I ever learned more about, like, you know, the decades of stuff that happened earlier, and who was doing what, and, and what graffiti, how that got started, and who was, you know, like, leading the charge with this and that, and the history of trains and stuff. That never even really interested me, even though graffiti completely overtook my, my mindset for sometimes for like months at a time. I just wanted, I couldn't wait until it was 2 a.m. so I could go writing. But why, why didn't the like history of that and learning about that interest you? Because it wasn't acting. I wanted to go act. I wanted to go do. I didn't really, it just didn't like take a hold of me to be like, I want to learn about what other people did. I want to do. So even now, like, I mean, there's, that's why it's taken me so long. Even like, okay, I know the name Rothko in my head and I, I, and then it took me years to even look any paintings up. Because I'd rather go do. So, like, in it, like, even though I understood the value of researching and whatever, it was a forced scenario where I had to. And I appreciated it that one time. But it was very difficult for me to go and do formal research. Reading is a different thing. Do you want thing. me to make you do that more often? <laughs> I don't think you could <laughs> make me do it. I know I can make you do anything. <laughs> like, even though I understand the value now, like, I read more than I did before, but I take... It's in the same aspects that I used to. I read everything. Mm -hmm. And now I'm open to reading other things that may be more academic and getting things out of them. Um, but it's hard for me to be like, I want to learn more about ab abstract expressionism today. I'm going to watch some videos. I'm going to read some articles. I'm going to do, like, to go down the rabbit hole like that, I don't. It's really, it's not natural for me to do. 
it's very few and far between that I ever do that. It's more of, it happens when I don't want to go to sleep. It's like, oh, I'm, I shouldn't be up right now. I should be asleep right now. And that's when I'll do stuff like that sometimes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like even being fascinated with a genre or like a, like an art movement or whatever, it wasn't fascinating enough for me to, to look into the other stuff. It just seemed boring. It, it, like mm -hmm. I just wanted to go and do stuff. Um, now I'm going to try to remember the other thing that I was going to go something about what you said. And it, uh, I think, I think for me with art history, the, the constant of it, maybe like sort of just like painting, if you can do it, you know, with some regularity, if we get, we don't have all the space in between, or we do have all the space in between, it's hard to kind of get in it again. And I think maybe with art history, it almost needs to be a practice of something that, you know, you're reading a little bit and, you know, just like you're doing something else. Like if yeah. we're in Venus, something, and it's something I should even do, um, not I should even do, but I'm saying like, it, I think it's something that would be valuable to all of a sudden like scan through and, and look at just a different artist. What I have been doing is looking at different artists um, and sort of how they painted. And then sometimes I try and emulate it. Usually that doesn't work. But it's just sort of trying. So that way for me, that's more about techniques and stuff is what I've been looking at lately. But um, I don't know. It's like that grapefruit book by Yoko Ono. Yeah. Like there's lots of times I'll just read through there like 10 or 20 pages because obviously it's one thing on each. But it's kind of inspiring. It's not an art history book, obviously. But it's an art book yeah. that, you know, is, is sort of inspiring. Or even if I don't do anything that is related to that, just sort of something else that someone else was out there thinking about and, yeah. and doing. So, I don't know. I think, well, I've already said it, that I think art history is very influential, really important. Um, probably will be an art history book soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's not just about process, right? I mean, that's the... It's not just about how people are doing things, but it's why they're doing things. And, you know, the different movements and even the Dada movement that you were talking about or all those different movements. And sometimes I'm so jealous that those things happened and I wasn't there then. But, I mean, in those movements for writers and just sort of how people push things and, and thought about things and did things. And so they're, that's where I guess I sort of said they almost gave me permission to be able to do yeah. this or that or, or something else. So it's, I don't know, just opening things up for, for knowledge um, that aren't necessarily about how people did stuff, but why. And I think that can be really inspiring. I think the, the permission thing was something I wanted to go back to, so I'm glad you said that again because that's the one I forgot. That that's what didn't come natural to me and, and, and with friends the more that I do art the more I come across this thing and it's I'm glad I understand it now like I, I needed to understand that I understood it before I started teaching because there was somebody that I'll talk about in a second but the permission thing I didn't think of it art history never gave me permission to do anything because before I was before I thought about art I, I guess there's two things that I can point to and before I get into the graffiti example again, the, before that, the first visual art piece I made on my own time that was not just like kid coloring or, or like, oh, I made a dinosaur with pencil crayon and sent it to, like, well, I'm thinking of a very specific example. <laughs> like, but like, I sent it to like one of my babysitters who was serving a mission somewhere or whatever. I was like, oh, send Todd a letter and then whatever. But I mean, when I was in my teens, like, I was taking art, and I didn't do, like, it was uninteresting, it was boring, it was not engaging, etc., that I've talked about before, um, but I had a book, I was writing all the time, and I had this hardcover sketchbook that I did my writing in, and I altered this book to a point where, like, I didn't think of it as visual art at the time, but later on I was like, man, this is the first visual art piece I've ever made on my own. I, like, I remember this crappy cream spray paint color. I... I colored it with that. Um, I started ripping the cover up, so it had like these like steps and layers of the cardboard, and these chunks taken out of it. I like started lighting this pen on fire, and the ink was coming out of it, and these droplets 
of fire and I had wax on it and I had like black ink all over like and it, it was like this it was basically an abstract painting that I would have done later with just like a couple color pa yeah cream black and uh, red which later on when I started making abstracts that my color palette was white scarlet and black um, and so I did all that stuff to this book and I was like man this I was like looking at it that was something that came natural to me. It was not traditional in the sense of, I'm going to draw a portrait or a landscape or, you know, it just wasn't a traditional piece of art in the way that was introduced to me in school. And I didn't see it as art at the time. But that's something that a lot of people don't even think they can do is like break stuff. And that came very natural to me before, like wrecking this thing was making it like art for me. And then later with graffiti, that was the thing. I didn't have permission to go do that. I didn't think of it as art at the time either, but like, I didn't have the permission to go do it, and I did it anyway. By permission, I don't mean that by permission, though, when I say permission to do things. I think I know what you mean, but that's, okay. I, I think I'm getting there, and that's, okay. the thing is that like, but my, my whole thing of not, it just stems from like, I didn't think there were rules. I didn't think that like, there were things that I didn't know about, like conceptual art as a con, like I didn't even understand it was a thing, but I never thought like, the, okay, when you say permission, what it reminds me of is, this is what art is. I didn't have that structure. My my high school teacher tried to give us that structure, but it was so limited and boring and small that I couldn't even pay attention. So I didn't grow up thinking, oh, this is what art is. It was just, I just did stuff, and then later on I was like, man, that was art. This is art. This thing I'm doing right now is art. That thing over there is art. I didn't have a rigid thing. And I think some people don't have that because they've been exposed to the fact art can be everything. But some people do have a very specific idea of what art is. Um, and For me, I guess permission was, I mean, the easiest thing I can think of right now is um, my art project over the last like year and a half or whatever that is photographing my nude body. Mm -hmm. So that would have been something that I did have a natural idea of using my body and I couldn't I didn't quite figure out what the context was not just this year and a half like ages ago yeah. and it was when I started learning about feminist art activist art that kind of thing that I was able so maybe permission isn't the right word but to put in a context and to recognize what I was doing and how why it was important and it's not just that I was trying to put this I knew that it wasn't just because I was trying to put nude photos of me out there. I knew that wasn't what I was doing, but I wasn't really able to put it into sort of a formal context or, or be able to talk about it. And so for me, when I say permission, it's more, oh, okay, that's, that's how it fits in. And if I didn't have that art history um, um, foundation, then I'm, I'm not sure, um, I'm not sure where I would have gone with it or how I would have gone with it. I, I had enough, um, I knew, I knew I was right and you knew what I was making was art, but I wasn't, you know, and I wasn't self-conscious about it or anything, but once I learned about it, then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's what's going on. Okay. So that's where I'm talking more about permission is how I, how what I was doing fit into a bigger context of what also was being done in the feminist movement, the activist movement just art itself and, and what was going in there. So that's what I mean about permission for me is, and it's maybe permission isn't the right word, but a way to put context into what I'm, I was doing. Yeah. And it's something that otherwise, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's what I have to say about that. So that's what I mean by permission. I think it comes from a really academic place because like my whole thing was like, I don't, the context to me didn't matter. I'm doing what I'm doing and that's enough. And it was just like, I, it's like saying I declare this art, so F everything else. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a context. I'm the context. Mm -hmm. And I say, this is it, so this is it. Um, and the context, I think, can enrich stuff for sure, like it did with my BFA exhibition. If I didn't have the context of Pollock and what Clement Greenberg said about Pollock, then my BFA show would have been a lot different. I don't know how I would have written the statement for it, like the artist statement for the show. Um, 
So that context definitely enriched me and my practice and that specific exhibition and each work in that exhibition. Um, but that's it, to me, it feels like so academic to like be like, well, this context is there, and that's not always a bad thing. It's just that I think some people hold on to that so much that sometimes they get stuck, and sometimes it helps. Like when you're saying, like, helped you understand that you there was a context and there was more. Like you said, you saw how you fit in. And at first I was like, well, why do you need to fit in? And then I understood, like, if you're like, oh, this is where, like, I don't know, I'm visually seeing, like, a like a, like a timeline or something. And being like, oh, this is where it is, and this happened before, and this is what's happening, like, I guess I wouldn't say after, but, like, on a spectrum of, like, things that happen. And then it's like, oh, I can see where other people did what, and now I understand that this is how I can play off of those things, too. And I can take those. That's how I'm... Well, yeah, and it's also that, I mean, it could come across as very um, narcissistic, just taking pictures of yourself, right? That could come across that way, so it's almost, I guess, by permission, it's going, no, it's not, like, I knew it wasn't, but it, it's just, so it's not even how I, how I fit into it, it's that permission thing, I guess, it's like, um, learning more about the movement, learning more about um, what's going on with body and age and invisibility and all those different things and so knowing like I knew in the back of my mind those are the things that were going on but I couldn't really quite I don't know I guess when I read that I was like oh yeah like that's that's what's going on that's where it's coming from so it's not even necessarily that I fit into a certain spot it was like um it was like someone else helped explain me I guess and I felt better about that and, and maybe, it, it, well, I think it does probably come from a really academic spot, but it helped make me feel more secure in what I was doing, I guess. Because, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, and this is, I think, I think rather than going to the originality aspect of things, that could probably be its own podcast, but I think I, I just came to a place where I realized, like, yeah, that art history or structured learning about anything but talking about art yeah yeah, it can enhance it can also be really detrimental Mm -hmm. um and that obviously depends on your teacher for one thing or your instructor or whatever uh but if you don't have any of that it can be just as detrimental i think like or that or just as amazing because i i didn't have it for a long time and then when i did have it it was a detriment into the fact that i could have started this is going to sound really vain, but if I had an art teacher like me, I maybe could have started actually doing work 10 years earlier than I was doing it. Because I would have been like, oh, this is art? Cool. I like art, and I'm going to do art now. I just did art in high school from grade 7 to 12 because there was a lack of options. And I wasn't engaged, and I didn't care. Um, but, like, there's someone, like, someone that was... Uh, so when you were in high school art, did they give you any art history? Or what, what's high school art like? Like, do they give you any art history? It depends on the teacher. Well, when you took your high school art, did they give you any art history? Or was it like, draw this? We did a still life every single day. I remember doing grid portraits for one unit. Um, I remember that there was some art history, but it was more of like, the onus was on us. Which was like, that's why I said, like, having to do this presentation was a very high school thing. It was like, okay... Here's a list of artists. Dolly did surrealism. This is what surrealism is. A quick overview. You do the research, write a report, present it to us. It wasn't like... She wasn't showing us slides and explaining, hey, this is public art. This is what this is. Let's have a discussion. Let's have a conversation. That never happened. Mm -hmm. There was no conversation. There was no discussion. There was no... There was hardly any presenting of knowledge even. It was just like... Yeah, this is like surrealism, and there's also this other thing called... We didn't get into anything cool like postmodernism, or public art, or... Well, I say cool, but the things I'm interested in. And then coincidentally, we didn't touch on any of those things. Uh, there just wasn't a very full picture. It was just old, and boring, and static. And like, I appreciate a still life now more than I did then, but just but it's technical, and it doesn't really have to mean anything. And it could, but like... It was just so, yeah, static and boring and not engaging. Um, but what I was going to say is, like, there's someone that, that I met in my, like, late 20s, mid-20s, 
who is the same age as me, and they really enjoyed the idea of art, and then they're like, what do I do? Like, they wanted to do some painting and stuff. They're like, what do I do? I'm like, what do you mean? Just, just do. And I never really encountered that before, because I wasn't teaching yet. I didn't even do my internship yet. But I was just like, what do you... What? Like, I just didn't... Well, I did that to you with painting. When we first went to painting, I was like... I know, what but that's definitely... You were like, just point paint up. Uh, yeah, but that's exactly the thing, is that, like, there's this cartoon, and maybe I'll insert it here at the end or something if I can find it quickly, but, like, there's just this cartoon of, of somebody sitting there with a blank piece... Or I don't even think they have a piece of paper. Like, I want to do art, but I don't know what to do, or I don't know how to get started. <laughs> and then someone just, like, comes in and gives them a blank piece of paper and shoves a pencil in their hand, and they, like, force their head down to look at, like, what they're... They're just like, huh, and there it is, and then... The person's like, oh, okay, like, it's just this thing of, like, you just do it. Like, there's no, stop thinking so much. Yeah. Um, which goes to this Finding Forrester bit thing in my head, too. But, like, it's, it's, yeah, I just didn't understand the fact that you couldn't just do something. Just, what do you mean, what do you do? Like, and that kind of leads to, like, well, if you have nothing to express, why are you trying to express anything, I guess? Um, but that concept, like, reoccurred, not just with you, because I started teaching before... I met you, but it was just like, well, well, I didn't really start, well, my internship was before that, but I mean, in earnest, like, teaching art, sometimes people will get stuck, and I'm just like, you just, just do something, like, you just have to do, and like, talk about process, and the whole Chuck Close thing, and not having inspiration, or whatever, it was just like, it was just really, I don't know about shocking, but I mean, the whole thing, they, it just came back to my mind when you said permission, and there's so many students that, that's why I started, like, okay, what is art? Like in my internship, that's the first unit is what is art. Yeah. Because I want to know what is art to you? And so much of it was this generic, traditional bullcrap that I was just like, okay, there's a lot of work to be done here. And I know that now. And we need to deconstruct your ideas of what you think. Like, that's why we start with like, how do you define art? Give me like some jot notes, whatever. And then at the end of the semester, give me a sentence. Because it's like, you need to start thinking about what art is. And I'm going to open your minds a little bit as to what it could be. And maybe yours will go further than mine ever was. And you're like, no, this is art. I'm like, what the heck? But it just needed to be opened up. Because I, I found that it was so rigid. Like, because of everything that they've been told up to that point. That they're just like, oh, art is drawing and painting. Like, art is, you know, it, it was never like, conceptual art isn't on their radar at all. You know, public art wasn't on their radar at all. Like, so many things... Performance art wasn't even there. Like, thinking about music as art, thinking about movies as art, about dance as art, like, it, it's just, anyway. Um, and that's where I feel like it's art history or learning about art or whatever you want to call it. Without having that foundation, you could go either way, possibly. You get influenced by other factors where you realize you don't, like, you have all these limitations, maybe. And at the same time, maybe you go the other way and you don't have any limitations at all because you've never learned that there are limitations. And then, again, if you are taught, maybe someone's really crappy at teaching, and they teach you, this is what art is. And, you know, it's like someone saying, rap isn't music, like, th that's, so this isn't fit into music. And someone says that with art stuff, too. Like, graffiti's not art. Like, if someone says that, and you believe that growing up your whole life. Yeah. Anyway, I'm really ranting now. But <laughs> that's what the whole permission thing took me as to, like, why art history, yes, it can be important, but, I mean, also, it, it can be easily ignored and sometimes it's detrimental depending on how you say, absorb that information yeah it can be detrimental because if you um you could take it where it almost paralyzes you because you'll never be as good as what somebody else is or you believe that well i was just thinking if someone feeds you the wrong art history yeah can i have some your water thanks um like you mean gives you something it doesn't apply to what the work you're doing or you need to click at the top where? Yeah. There? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I don't use water bottles very often. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, if someone feeds you art history in a way that they're not showing you artists who have pushed boundaries, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if they're not showing you things that would lead to that whole permission thing, or, like, how I was interpreting that. But, I mean, if they're just showing you, like, well, well we this is art. Figure drawings and what, And I love figure drawings. You yeah. know, but, I mean, if... Someone's just showing you very traditional stuff that doesn't push boundaries, that may have pushed boundaries back then, but then became accepted, and no one's showing you, like, and maybe that's what I love so much about postmodernism. Like, and we're going to 
dive into the, into the more oral land and, and that kind of thing later. We'll have to do a podcast about postmodernism. That would be tight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have to brush up. Mm-hmm, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, there's just the fact that oh, the rules. Let's just throw those in the trash. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. <laughs> traditionalism for traditionalism's sake, or tradition for tradition's sake, is garbage to me and always has been. But that's the thing. Some people get fed the wrong type of art history, or they get fed art history in um, just the wrong way. And it's not about challenging, it's not about being open, it's not about discussion, it's about, hey, this is what it is, and you're mm-hmm. going to fit into this box. That's, you know, that's where it can be really bad. Art history, in and of itself, doesn't do that. It's how somebody gives you the information, introduces you to the concepts, and how you absorb those concepts. I guess, I'm, as you're talking about um, postmodernism, I'm thinking of Eva Hess, and she was someone who was really... Um, inspirational to me as well and maybe is on that permission thing and maybe I just didn't have um, I just didn't experiment with that kind of art when I was doing art because I didn't take art all through high school I didn't my mom drew very well and I thought that's what an artist was and I knew I couldn't do that (laughs) and so I never took art I didn't take it till university because someone said you should take it Um, so I just assumed that in order to be an artist, you have to be able to draw really well. And so maybe when I talk about permission, it's as I got into art, like especially, of course, in foundations, then you kind of like tear it all apart, right? Mm-hmm. As to what is art and how you make art. And, and Eva Hess would just use, she would use like latex and she would just like hang stuff and there'd be, str- like just all kinds of stuff that didn't, didn't seem like art. She didn't care about the the things that she was doing everyone was like latex like how's that gonna last and she'd be like I don't really care like this is what I'm doing right now and I and so she just she did whatever she wanted she used whatever material she wanted and it was very much again about the process of what she was doing and so sort of that I don't really care what everyone thinks right like this is what I'm making and so again that was what I call permission and maybe Maybe it's the wrong word that I'm using. No, I, but, I think that's... Yeah. What you're saying now is what I was getting from what you were saying earlier. Okay. I, I, and that's... I, I keep going back to the student thing, but that's... It's really... It's amusing to me, and also just, like, it's still... Even though I know it's going to happen every time, sometimes students ask me, can I do this? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah? What are, you, what are you asking me for? Yeah, you could mix mediums. Like, sometimes it's really simple things like, well, can I use acrylic and ink? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. And it, once I introduce the concept of destruction, mm-hmm. some people get really excited about it. And some people are like, well, can I can I break glass and put it on there? I'm like, dude, you can do whatever you want. Like, do you not understand? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you you can do anything. Like, mm-hmm. you can burn this. You can throw it against the wall. You can break it. You can add sand. You can add like coffee grounds. I don't care if you put a ham sandwich on there. Like, mm-hmm. but that's the thing. Is like, it, it still baffles me, just because I wasn't ever that way. Of like, well, could I, like, I don't know, if they get like coy and shy, mm-hmm. like, well, can I, can I, can I, can I try, can I try this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could do that. Please yeah. do. Like, it, it gets me excited when people start doing it, and it's weird when people ask about it. But like I said, it, it, it's it's funny, and like, it's a good feeling that people are actually doing it. But that's the thing, is like you said, when someone showed you that this is what it could be, mm-hmm. so it excites me to be that person to be able to show people that yeah but like and then yeah that's the thing about the permission thing and that's yeah if i'm only showing them certain things about our history they're not going to ask those questions they're not going to think that they could do those things yeah um there's a responsibility with that too because then it sometimes goes off the rails and i've had two people (laughs) i've had two people that have told me and i've seen the evidence of their work on the street (laughs) and like and, and that came just from talking about public art and like talking about graffiti and whatever. And maybe they would have done that regardless. But I mean, there was one person who was like, hey, my assignment is over at this address. And I was like, oh, I was like, no, please. Like, like that's not what, anyway. But yeah, I don't know. It's like I said, there's responsibility in that in all sorts of ways. If you're an educator or you're just a, what's the word? A patron or if you're just sharing art with a kid or something that I think that you know there's like with anything you you could be 
just being aware that this is a this is open and this is like like that there's no rules really in a good way yeah and I don't know yeah like you said because of, of how you came across that process like that that you said it wasn't until that foundations class that you started like you said they tore it all apart and the, the, this is this yeah, is what art is and what isn't and, but before then then I I yeah. just I always did arty things or crafty things or just had a sensibility about me that was artistic that everyone would say that um, but it wasn't till my first or second year of university it was Carrie Luther actually who said I just took a foundations class and like you should take it it was really good like oh and it did sound good so I took it and then I was like oh here are my people yeah. like, this is where I should have been all along I was doing an English degree really close to ending an English degree actually <laughs> if I was smart I would have but I was so enamored with art that I was like oh, I'm switching majors I'm getting a BFA um but uh I think that and I had Mary Kavanoff and Michael Campbell both of them are really great and different um um, artists and have different teaching styles and that kind of thing and both were really open and then really changed things up like you know I don't know I guess like when you're a newbie and you're taking art um, you know you're doing different things and I remember putting something on a pedestal Michael Campbell's like what why are you doing that I'm like well just so it like I don't know looks good you you don't need that like just sort of they would just kind of like rip away things like yeah. why why are you doing that why does something need to be on a pedestal and or to look important yeah and you know sort of like ripping away all these ideas yeah. that I had learned from the little bit of art that I knew right like the art that you think you know before you learn some art history right what gives it importance what doesn't and and that kind of thing and so that class just um, really helped me understand that absolutely what I was an artist yeah. and absolutely that I had something to say um, and then even more than give me skills it did give me skills for sure but more than that it just opened up as to what was art and what I could um, think about doing and not doing and and that kind of thing so um, I yeah think, I think that's the thing that's most important is the skill of unlearning mm -hmm. I, I mean I think that only happens kind of once I think there's like a key moment maybe and then after that you start asking yourself why you don't need mm -hmm. someone else to yes. ask you why right if you don't get to the point where you're asking yourself why then it's like what are you trouble. doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and I just had a thing while you were talking and I think that one of the biggest things that art did and now we're beyond art history and just talking about yeah. learning art and art education but it's the language because mm -hmm. while you were talking about, like, I, I was doing crafty things, whatever, and I was thinking, like, I wonder what you were dressed like. Mm -hmm. Because fashion is such a, like, Always you know. Yeah, it. and then that's the thing. I was like, you were probably walking around very, like, colors, compositions, like, certain cuts mm -hmm. of things. Like, and, and I never thought of that. I, when in high school, I dressed a certain way with certain color palettes. I was very aware of it. Never thought of it as art, whatever. But I was just thinking, like, I have the language. What does the word composition mean? I didn't know that mm -hmm. as a kid. So, like, art history and art education or whatever gave me the language, which in turn helps me produce things in a certain way or to talk about things to help other people learn, to help other people understand why I do what I do. Like, that language is somewhat important, too. Like, knowing why I'm doing what I'm doing and, like, give, have, being able to give something a label sometimes. Because, mm -hmm. like, oh, why does that photograph look good? Sometimes I can't pinpoint why the composition looks good, but sometimes I can. I can be like, oh, there's all this, like, negative space, and there's, like, these things in the foreground, and, like, I throw the rule of thirds right out the window, I think. But, I mean, there's there's these different things that you can, you have a language that you can... It was funny, use. I remember in, uh, in Foundations, one of the things we had to draw, I think, branches. We had to do nine of them, and they had to be, like, maybe seven by sevens. I don't know, these little squares. And you had to draw different different branches. It was one of the drawing things. And so I I drew these and then put them all up there. And Mary Kavanoff like uses it like, do you see how the this is composed and blah blah blah? And so she shows me I have all the branches that are all sort of going in the same way, like they fill up. And I had no idea I'd done that until she pointed it out. Like so it was it is sort of this when people say you're artistic or something, I think it is a way of 
seeing things because I didn't consciously do that. But obviously it was something that you have an idea of how things should look or you, you know things should be composed certain ways. And before I had the language or even, even the um, awareness to notice that, right? Yeah. And so then once I was taking some art and learning art, just, you sort of learn why you're doing things too. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, I, no that's good. And once you learn why maybe you're, if you didn't have enough knowledge to understand what you were doing, and then you do, yeah. again, then you just carry that forward with everything. Right. And challenge it and push it and exactly. all of those things. Yeah. Um, and grow on it, right? Yeah. And that's where I think art history can be good because it helps us to grow on things and so yes you can read about how someone started this but how are you going to fuck with it now like how yeah. are you going to like push it and make it better or just different or it's your voice instead of their voice and that in itself is different yeah you know so yeah what do you think <laughs> I, I, I don't know I, I, I feel like I learned more about this conversation than I thought I was going to yeah me for too for sure yeah I yeah that went really well for me like I'm saying what I got out of it yeah. hopefully other people got something out of it too yeah alright is that our artist life <laughs> that is our artist life <laughs>